This morning we will look at a parable from Jesus. In the 13th chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 3, we hear Jesus say these words. He says, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and they ate them up, and other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. And other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on the good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And he closed with, let anyone with ears listen. So we, we, we got that, right? When we hear this story, we completely understand what it is that Jesus is saying. We don't have to ask any questions. We've got it, right? Well, maybe if you don't, maybe you're, you're like me and you like to sometimes hear it explained and you go, just tell me what you mean, Jesus. This is, luckily for us, one of the parables that Jesus does explain. And he starts explaining it in verse 18 where he says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, so he's talking to us, he's saying, If you didn't get what I said the first time, the evil one comes out and snatches away what is sown in the heart. And this is what was sown on the path. As for those uh, as for those that was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on the account of the word, that person immediately falls away. And we oftentimes say that this is kind of like those people that go on retreats or go to camps or whatever and have those mountaintop experiences and come back on fire for Jesus, but then the second that they get back into the real world, all of a sudden life hits and they find themselves back where they were. And as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. These are those people that, that as they hear the word of God, they, they know what it says, but the pursuit of the world, things of the world, choke out their pursuit of God. And he says, as for what was sown among... Or, um, he says, as for what was sown among the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This morning's text is a parable that we need to take some time and do as we've been told many of times, as, we've, as I've called us to many of times through different sermons over the past few months, it's a call to personal reflection. It's not about looking at others and deciding what kind of soil they are, but instead it's a call to look at self. As hearers of the, uh, the disciples are not allowed the luxury of being a Monday morning quarterback, of deliberating over someone else's positive or negative response. The text bluntly asks us 
from the disciples. It says, you don't get the opportunity to look at other people, but it asks us, how do you hear? And what type of soil are you? But how many of us, I'll admit myself included, when we hear this text begin to think, yeah, I know that person that's been choked out by the thorns. Yeah, I know that person that came back from a retreat and said they had changed, but now nothing seems different. Yeah, I know those people that aren't willing to listen. Yeah, I know people like that. And the problem with that is we are assuming that we are the good soil. And we're never willing to take a step back and really look at our own lives. And what Jesus is pointing to, this, the fact and the everlasting truth that we all need to recognize is that there is an important distinction. That, that, that we may not be as good a soil as we think because what we, what we hear in our text this morning is Jesus is pointing to a truth that says there's a difference in hearing and understanding. There's a lot of times in my life sitting in classes, listening to my parents, whatever it may be, where I found myself hearing what was being said, but not necessarily grasping and understanding what they were saying. You see, hearing means audibly receiving the words, but those who receive the word of the kingdom and understand it, those are the ones that are the good soil. The ones that understand it are the ones that apply it, not merely intellectually, but with a commitment at the depths of their being. So what he's oh, what Jesus is ultimately saying is that it's not enough to simply know what the scriptures say and to know what God asks of us, but how are we applying that into our lives? And Jesus is saying that those will be able to withstand the temptation and trials of this world and produce a bountiful harvest. And as they produce this bountiful harvest, they, the harvest will be the fruits of the Spirit. Because that is how soil is judged. It's not judged by the way in which it looks or appears, but it's judged by its ability to produce. So before we assume that we're good soil, maybe we need to ask, when was the last time that our lives, that my life, that your life was characterized by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? And, and maybe the way in which we need to approach this is what would happen if I was to ask the people around you, the people you encounter, if you exude these things? Because so often we can find ourselves falling behind the idea that we believe we are exuding these things. Well, I'm acting out of love whenever I tell them they're wrong. But how we come across and how we present and how others perceive so often is a better reflection. Not always, not always do we need to rely on what other people think about us, but sometimes it can be helpful. But when is the last time that we saw love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control exuding from our own lives and from our own persons and from our own hearts? Because what we find out, if you know anything about 
farming and harvesting, that as we produce these fruits, so often what happens is these fruit is fruits have seeds in them. And those seeds can be planted to bear more fruit. And so we, as we bear this fruit, as we bear the fruits of the Spirit, are called to go and sow more seed so that others can hear, and not only hear, but understand the good news and produce a bountiful harvest. So as we look at the harvest, as we look at our world, is the seed of God's word being spread? Are we sowing seeds of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in the world that seems to promote anything but? And I would dare say, no. Not all of us, but, but I would say that so often if you look at social media, if you look at our news, if you look at television or radio, whatever it may be, no, we are not sowing love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Missionary Elizabeth Johnson says it this way, Too often we play it safe, sowing the word only where we are confident it will be well received, and only where those who receive it are likely to become contributing members of our congregations in the name of stewardship, we hold tightly to our resources, wanting to make sure that nothing is wasted. We stifle creativity and energy for mission, resisting new ideas for fear they might not work, as though mistakes or failure were to be avoided at all costs. Jesus' approach to the mission is quite at odds with our play-it-safe instincts. You see, what she is saying is so often we pick and choose who do we think is worthy to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Who it is that is worthy to share love and grace and mercy with. Who it is that is, it is, is worthy for us to present the everlasting love of Jesus Christ to. And the way in which we choose is how beneficial it will be for us, which is nothing that Jesus teaches ever. Because what we hear in our text is Jesus warning us against this type of behavior, not to pick and choose who deserves it, but to be reckless with the spreading of the seed. We're called to spread God's good news in a reckless manner, not a care, not to be a careful and collective and a a selective rather, sorry, sower, but to be extravagant, almost wasteful as it would appear if we were to look at somebody doing this in our modern day. After all, who throws seeds on paths and in bushes and on rocky soil? I recently, um, playing around on the internet, came across a man named Leonardo Torres. And, and, on his, and he's on YouTube, and on his YouTube channel, he's a proclaiming, a self-proclaiming non-Christian. And he posts videos on his YouTube channel of himself reacting to different songs. And, and, and he found himself being challenged by his friends to react to Christian music. Um, and so he oftentimes just reacts to the melody and to the way the music is done and to the lyrics. But this time that I was watching, he was reacting to Corey Asbury's song named Reckless Love. 
And in his reaction, he, he has this visceral reaction. I want you to hear this because this is somebody that is proclaiming to not be, be a Christ follower. And this is their reaction to a Christian song. He says, your music is beautiful. Your stories are beautiful. Your teachings are beautiful. And he then goes on to address the lyrics at hand. And in this song, what we hear in the chorus is this. It says, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I am found, leaves the 99. He says, I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And Leonardo goes on to ask the question after hearing these words and talking about how beautiful they are. He says, why can't we do that? Why can't we love this way? Why can't we dive deep into our hearts and love this way? And as I heard this, I, I began to ask the same question. And, and I started thinking about how often we have a tendency as Christians, so if it, but as Christians, when, we, when things aren't going well, when we're not seeing the, the harvest that we would like, what we do is we blame the soil. Well, if they would listen, if they would do what I'm telling them to do, if they would do what I'm asking of them, if they would, if they would, if they would. And we blame the soil. But we're not even really sowing the seed. We are, see, we are called in this parable to be sowers of the seed of love. We're called to, to, to sow that seed of love recklessly, to spread love everywhere we go, to be givers of joy. You don't have to look very far to find ways in which this world is trying to take the joy from people in fear. But we are called to bring joy and peace and share it with all, to be kind and good, to be faithful to God's call, to be gentle. Oh my, oh my, how that steps on toes in the world in which we live in. Even if we do not know that we have the better way, or that's our thoughts behind it, we don't come across very gentle sometimes. We come across beating people with Scripture and pressing them and pushing them and making and telling them that they need to turn or burn instead of coming at it from a place of love, care, and gentleness. And last but certainly not least on this list is self-control. Realizing that Sometimes it's better to say nothing and let our actions speak. To control the way in which we react. But we're called to sow these seeds in this world that so badly that the needs to experience this. But what happens is we go, if they, if they would just turn, then everything would be okay. And we blame the people and the soil and the world in which we live, even though we, as the, as the sowers of the seed, as the church, are not sowing the seed at all because we are sitting there and hoarding our seed, saying, you must come to us to receive it. And all we do, we are called to present Christ in a reckless manner. 
but we choose to withhold the seed because we're too busy judging what is good soil and what is not. And this is present everywhere in our world. As I said at the beginning, I think we would all like to say that we're good soil. Well, let us judge the soil by the fruit that it produces. And by how we go forth sowing the seeds of God's kingdom. If this is the barometer in which we are to judge ourselves, then what kind of soil are we? Are we producing good fruit? Are we willing to go and spread the seed of God's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to all persons, not judging whether we think they deserve it or not, but sowing it because we are so filled with God's love that it, that it exudes from all that we are? Are we willing to be reckless in our sowing and spreading of God's love and God's word? I want to close you with this benediction that I heard once. It says, Christ came singing love. Christ lived singing love. He taught singing love. He died singing love. And he rose in silence. If the song is to continue, it is ours to sing. Let us go forth singing and sharing the love and the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.